Nosen Vachvoigel would say that every single Yom Tev has its Tavkit. Pesach, the Tavkit is Man Cheresenu. Shvuiz, the Tavkit is Mamatan Teresenu. He used to say that Chanukah, it's a Mafuish Gemara, that the Tavkit of Chanukah is Lahoyda Yisulahalo. He said there's no other Tavkit. The whole Tavkit of, of Chanukah is Lahoyda Yisulahalo. How is a Yid Mikayim Lahoyda Yisulahalo? So it's well known that Rashi says that the way that a person's Mikayim, the Hoyda on Chanukah, is through saying Alanisim. So Avada, a person has to realize that uh, as a hero's that he's mechuyivin and Chanukah is to say Alanisim properly. Somebody told me that he arranged with a group of friends that they should have a chat to see if it's possible they should go all eight days of Chanukah without missing one tefillah of forgetting to say Alanisim. How could a person forget to say Alanisim in davening if that's the Iker Tafkid of Chanukah? Lahidei Salahalo, according to Rashi, is through Alanisim. However. I think that there's maybe another way and another understanding in how to be Mekayim, the Ingen of Hoidah on Chanukah. The gracious Rabbah, it's Yedua, brings that Leah was Tafsa, the Pelech of Hoidah. Leah grabbed onto the concept of being Moideh. When she said, Hapa Moideh Sashem. And in that schos, she had her Dairis, her future generations also were Oiches in this Midah Hoidah. Says the Medrash, where do we see that? Because it says by Yehuda that Yehuda said Sadka Mimani. He admitted that Tamar had become pregnant from him. And then Viter, Davra Melech, who was also a descendant of Leah, said Haidul Hashem Kitaiv. They were all following in the ways of Leah that chose the Midah of Haidah. So Nasan used to say that in the statement that Yehuda made of Sadka Mimani, so he was making a statement that I am chayef. I'm guilty. I owe. I owe something. I did something wrong. I'm chayef. I'm shodik. I'm a shubid. He said that a big ingin in Haidah is that part of a person giving thanks is understanding that he owes somebody something. That he owes something for what he did. He's mechayef now to that person. He's a chayef to that person that gave him the kindness. A person has to understand that if in Chanukah we're working on this Indian of giving Haidah to the Rabbi Nishalaylam, it has to translate into a feeling of wanting to give back to HaKadosh Baruch Hu because of what we feel that we owe Him. We have to feel that Bishchus, the Nisim, and the Neflais that the Rabbi Nishalaylam did in this Tkufa, we want to give back to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. I heard a very nice vart that Yerucham Olshan brings from his son, Shner Olshan. We say in Nishmas, if our mouths were filled with a song like the Yam, we mention that if we were able to sing an unbelievable Shira with our mouths, with our tongues, with our lips, and if our eyes were be'iros, were lit up like the Shemesh, and our hands were as wide as the, the eagles and the Shemayim, and our feet could run like the Ayolis. We don't have the ability to sufficiently give Baruch Hu. So he asked a very simple question. I understand the idea of using our pinu, our mouths, and our l'shaneinu, our tongues, and our sifseseinu, our lips. That's all a way that we can give Haidah. 
So we're saying that Kodesh Baruch Hu, no matter how how strong our our peh and our losh and our and our are, we cannot possibly give you proper hidah. But what's the mentioning of a nenu, our eyes and our hands and our feet? That we stress that no matter how strong our eyes and our feet and our tongue are, our eyes and our hands and our feet are, we can't possibly give shavach. How do you give shavach with your hands? How do you give shavach with your feet? How do you give shavach with your eyes? So he wanted to answer based on an idea from the Chayvis Avavas. But the Chayvis Avavas, when he talks about a person who should feel an impetus to be Ayyavid Hashem with all his kayach, he says the most basic reason and motivation for a person to want to serve Hashem should be his feelings of Akar Satayv Takosh Baruch for all the Tayvis that he does for us. An automatic result of being Maker Hashem's Tayva is to feel Meshubid, to owe, to feel that you owe him to give him back with the Gavaldika of Aydis Hashem. Mamela, he wanted to Taina that included in Haydah is when we serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that's our way of giving Haydah. It's our way of, of recognizing that we owe, of being Maida, that we owe HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that we want to serve Him. So he says, serving is something a person can do with his hands, a person can do with his feet, something can do with, a person can do with his eyes. A person can serve Hashem with all 365, 248 limbs of his body. A person can serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So that's what we're saying, HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Halavai, with all our evarim of our body, we should be able to be moida and give you thanks. Which means, halavai, we should be able to use our whole body to be oivid you, Baruch with all our kaychas. But we can never serve you in a way to be able to properly give haidot HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So Yerucham is marich in this nekuda, that the Chassam Sefer says that the Zmanim of Chanukah is a Zman to be mechazik in our Avedas Hashem of a tremendous level he says it's because this Ingen, because Chanukah was Nikva for Oidah Takosh Baruch Hu. And part of Oidah is a feeling of Akosh Baruch Hu, I want to do for you. I want to serve you and pay you back for all you do for me. That's our way of giving Oidah Takosh Baruch Hu and saying thank you. By being mechazik in our avoda sashem of Torah, being mechazik in our avoda sashem of tefillah, and each and every prat in avoda sashem that we can mechazik in is our way of saying thank you to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. The is, as all the Swarim say, the Yavanim were not trying to kill Klai Yisrael; they were trying to destroy their Yiddishkeit. So avada, the way we say thank you to Hakadosh Baruch Hu for preserving our Yiddishkeit is by being mechazik in our Yiddishkeit. I was speaking to my Bachrim, and I was re- reminded of the famous story that was said by one of the Rebbes about, about Rabbi Tress, at, uh, at, that his Hasidim were giving uh, the Rebbe, you know, Tainus, how come he was giving so much uh, respect to Mike Tress? And he said over that, he said, when Mike Tress comes up to Shemayim, they, they were upset that Mike Tress didn't have a beard. So he said, when Mike Tress comes to Shemayim, they're going to say to him, Yid, Yid, where's your beard? He says, you, they're going to say to you, beard, beard, where is your yid? I was just thinking that this is our avayda in Chanukah, that we shouldn't be working on our beards, we shouldn't be working on our chitzenius. Sometimes our chitzenius looks very, very good, but where is our panemius? Where is our Yiddishkeit? Where is the fire in our avayda Hashem? It's Chanukah, when we want to give ayidot HaKosh Baruch Hu, that our Yiddishkeit was preserved the way we do it, is by bringing a fire to our Yiddishkeit, to our Avedis Hashem, giving a, a chiyas 
that it shouldn't be anoshim in the mada, it should be done with achiyas. That is our way of doing the ikir tafkir of Chanukah, which, which the mashkiach used to say was, was this ingin of lahaydaisu lahalal. It's interesting that the Gemara has a suffix whether or not a person should say alanisim in benching. Says Rashi, but there is no suffix in davening. Avada in davening, a person has to say alanisim because that's the whole purpose of Chanukah. I was thinking, what does Rashi mean that it's more poshut that you have to say alanisim in davening than in benching? It's famous that the Kuzari says, how come we have davening at Shachris, Mincha, Marv at those three strategic locations during the day? So the Kuzari explains. The davening is supposed to be mazan for the neshama. Just like the guf needs mazan at different parts of the day to keep it going. You have to eat in the morning to preserve your strength till the afternoon. The afternoon you eat to give you kayak till supper and supper till the next day. It's the same thing. A person has to daven three times a day because his neshama gets sustenance from each tefillah. That connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives him the kayak for his neshama to go weiter during the day. So tefillah is a necessary part of every person's day. Tefillah is a chayva. A person has to have three tefillahs in a day. There is no chayv according to most paiskim teed pass on Hanukkah. So there is no chayv to bench on a day. Since l'hoidah yisulahalel is part of the fabric of Hanukkah, so when it comes to tefillah, which is part of the fabric of the day, it's poshit that a person has to be laidei salahal and say alanisim in davening, because that's part and parcel of the day. When it came to birchas hamazon, which is something that's not the fabric of the day, it is not so poshit that there's a chiv laidei salahal, because laidei salahal is a chilek of the day, but benching is not necessarily a fundamental part of the day, so it wasn't so poshit to the Gemara that there's a requirement of alanisim. Afapike in the Gemara comes out that even in benching a person is chayiv in alanisim. Mentioned a thought from Parshas Vayeshev. So I saw from Don Segel that he says that in Parshas Vayeshev, in the story with Tamar, so it says later when he was looking to try to find Tamar, he sent his, 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 his friend to, fi- to find Tamar. So it says, Vayeshev, So if Don brings that from Bershem the Gain on the Pasuk, Ayeh Kedeshev, Rashi says, what's a Kedesha? A Kedesha is an Isha that is Mizumenes Resnos. So the question is, Ayi HaKedesha, where does a person find an Ingen that's Mizumen Resnos? And the Pasa continues, It's when a person's eyes are open on the road. When a person's traveling and his eyes are looking in places where he shouldn't look, that is a place where a person finds things that makes him Mizumen and closer to Znos. And he quotes from the Hasidim, the same idea with a different twist, that they read the Pasuk, Ayei HaKadesha means, where is the Kedusha? Where does a person find Kedusha? Hibei Naim. It, the Kedusha is found through Shmir Naim. When a person guards his eye, that's what brings him to the Midah of Kedusha. On this idea, I saw a beautiful idea from Shalom Shadran. He brings a Pasuk, earlier the Pasuk is, is in, in Parashat Chai and he says the Pasuk seems to have absolutely no, it doesn't seem to be teaching us anything, and needs to be understand why the Torah wrote this Pasuk. The Pasuk writes, Vayetze Yitzhak Lasoa Basada, Yitzhak went to Davin in the field, Lifnois Erev, 
And then the Pasuk says, Vayisa Einav, he lifted up his eyes, Vayar, and he saw, Vinei Gemalim Boim. There were camels coming. What do I learn from these last words of the Pasuk? Vayisa Einav, Vayar, Vinei Gemalim Boim. So he says a Gavaldic insight. He says, we know that on those camels, it wasn't just camels that were coming. On those camels was Rivka. Was it was an Isha? There was an Isha. The Apostle is coming to teach us that when Yitzhak lifted up his eyes, he only saw camels. He didn't see Rivka Bechlal. Which means that Yitzhak's eyes were trained to see what he was supposed to see and not what he wasn't supposed to see. And to look at a, a lady wasn't something that was Bechlal, interesting to him, it wasn't a gay to him. All he saw was Gemal. Shalom contrasts that with Esav's approach when he comes and he sees Yaakov. So the Pasuk says that when he came and he saw Yaakov, so the Pasuk says, Vayar es ha-noshen. It says he saw the women, Vesayeladim. He saw the women and the, and the children, and he said to, to Yaakov, What's Pshat? Where do you have these, these uh, women and children from? So Roshalom is Medayik, that Ace of Taka, when he saw, he saw Taka first the Nashim, even before the Yeladim, he saw the Nashim. Because that was something that he was lauded after. This was something that was on his mind. This was something he was interesting. So the first thing he saw was the Nashim. And he says beautifully, if you see, when Yaakov responds, Yaakov responds that these Yeladim are Yeladim Asher, Yechoncha Hashem, that the Rabbi Hashem gave him as a present. Says Rabbi Shalom, he didn't respond to the question about the Nashim. He responded only to the Yeladim. Yaakov was, was teaching Esav a lesson and he was telling him, you shouldn't be noticing the Nashim. You should be asking about the Yeladim, but you shouldn't be noticing the Nashim. As, as, as Yaakov had learned well from Yitzchak, that that's not something that a person should have his eyes on. Where is the Kedusha? The Kedusha is when a person is in control of his eyes and he sees the things that he's supposed to see and he doesn't focus on the things that he's not supposed to see. I was reading in a sefer that was discussing the idea of a person working on his Avedas Hashem and we know that it says in Ksuvim it says it says that a person wants to overcome his Yetzirah in general in any Indian he needs to have tricks he needs to outsmart him it doesn't work directly there's a quote from the Vilna Gain and the Gain says that if a person has a bad Midah he should not try to completely uproot the Midah it will not work. He has to try to take that midah and figure out a way to turn the midah l'tayva. Quotes the famous Gemara that the Gemara says that a person has a, a was born in the mazel of ma'adim, which is a, ma, a, a mazel of blood, so that he should try to teach himself to be a shaykhet or to be a mayal. The, the Goyen says that here's a lesson that a person has to, cannot try to change his teva legamri. He has to try to channel his teva in a positive way. He says, that's the emes of pidarka. It means you have to take your child's midas the way they are and channel them within the midas that they are to use it in a positive way. So I saw brought down two stories which I think bring out very nicely this idea of trying to outsmart the Yetzer. There was a bachar that was a tremendous, tremendous bachishan that was learning yeshiva. But he had a tremendous addiction to, to, to reading the newspaper and knowing the news. And he would get captivated by the news, and he would look into it, Ian Rav, and he would put way too much time in it, and it was distracting him from his learning. 
So his Rebbeim told this to the Chazanish. The Chazanish sent this Bachar a message that he wants to talk to him. So he called in the Bachar and he told the Bachar, he said, I heard that you read the newspaper every day and you really understand the news. He says, after you read the newspaper every day, he says, I want you to come to me every day and tell me exactly what the news was that day. When the Bachar heard this, he, was, he didn't know what to do with himself. He was so embarrassed that he should have to come to the Chazanish, who was called Kulay Taira, and sit there and talk to him about the, the, the Narishkite that was being discussed in the news. But the Chazanish wouldn't give in and he forced him. So the next morning the Bachar had to come and he went in front of the, the, the Chazanish and he told him the news. And it was such, such a bitter thing, so difficult for him to do it. And the next day he had to come back and do it again. And slowly but surely, this became such an unpleasant thing for him <coughs> that he dropped completely this concept of reading the news and he dedicated himself to learning Torah. And when they, the, the people understood this story, they understood that the Chazanish was a bit, using a brilliant insight. Had he gone directly to this boy and said, stop reading the news, it's a bad idea, this, this boy had a tremendous Yetzirah for the news. <coughs> it's unlikely that he would have been able to overcome his Yetzirah. <coughs> so the Chazanish used this trick as a way through the back door to get this Bachar to lose his Cheshek for, for listening and reading to the news. So a similar story that there was an Avrech, there was a Yengaman, that for some reason developed a tremendous need to drink. And he felt a need to drink many more times than was normal in a day. And it bothered him tremendously because he was a young man learning in yeshiva, and he had to used, to used to interrupt the sedarim constantly to get water. He didn't know what to do about it. Finally, he made a kabbalah on himself. He said every time that he's going to go out to get a drink of water, before he goes out to, to drink a parak, uh, drink water, he's going to learn a parak of Mishnayis. <coughs> he knew that the Sahara would never want him to learn a parak of Mishnayis, so this would help him succeed in overriding this taiva. So the first day he, made, he, he did his Kabbalah, and he went out so many times to get water that he was able to learn most of Seder Zerom that day. That's how many prakim he was able to learn that day. <coughs> By the second day, he was only able to learn half of Seder Zerom, and after a couple of days, he completely did not need to leave Seder to drink a cup of water. The Yitzhahara was willing to give in. Abi, he shouldn't learn the Mishnayis. Another brilliant idea <coughs> of how to engage in using Tachbulais, in using tricks in order to be able to overcome the Yitzhahara. Well, I want to just end with two points. Roshom Shadron used to say over, that the Gemara says that it should be easier to go into a fiery furnace than to embarrass your friend in Bitsiba. So he said from Leib Chasman that the Lash of the Gemara is puzzling. It says, The Gemara sounds like it's telling me a halacha. You have to give up your life rather than embarrass somebody in public. So why is the Lash of the Gemara it should be easier for you? So Rebbeim Chasson says that the Gemara is giving you an Eitzah on how to see how Chomer Abonus Pnei Chaveo Barabim is. It's not discussing Halacha, it's telling you an attitude. The attitude should be that as much as you should see a fiery furnace as being extremely painful, 
but you should see embarrassing your friend Barabim as an even bigger fire. Just like no one would go and choose a fire that was 500 degrees, if he, if he could go into a fire that's 200 degrees, a person should see embarrassing somebody Barabim as a fire that's even more hot and more terrible than being inside of a fire itself. And Rosham used to say two, po- two stories to bring this out. He said that Rishulayv Diskin, Saif Yamav, had an issue where he needed to eat a lot of sugar. He was missing certain things in his body that he needed to drink sugar. There was one time that his Robinson used to always be mocked to give him a tea with sugar, but she gave it over the job to somebody else, and that person inadvertently put salt instead of sugar. So she was going crazy when she heard that this happened because it was Pachat Sakhanasafashas for him to have salt. So she mentioned this to Tamidim and they said it can't be. It can't be that it was switched salt for sugar because we watched him and he drank it completely normally. He didn't make any comments, didn't do anything differently. But when she looked into it, she saw that it was taka salt and it was not sugar. So the Tamidim went and asked him, Shulay, and they said, Isn't it Bikuach Nefesh? How could you go and drink it? So, she, so he said, It's true it's Bikuach Nefesh. But doesn't Chazal say, that it should be easier to go into a kivshalesh had I stopped to drink the tea, this would have embarrassed the Talmud tremendously, the one that had prepared the tea. It should be easier for me to have to put myself into Bikuach Nefesh rather than embarrass a person by Rabbim. And Rosham used to say that it works on the back door also. Chazal are telling us that if you see somebody who is Ma'am Pnei Chavir Barabim, it should be in your eyes as if something that will mamish, mamish, mamish will be similar to, 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 to the pain of going into a fire. And he said over that there was a year that he once saw that was, was, was crying. And he asked him, why are you crying? And he said, if I was middle of learning in, in yeshiva and a guy took out a knife and stabbed somebody else, would I not sit here and cry? So he says, well, I was learning in the base Medrash, and I saw somebody, Mamish, in the middle of the base Medrash, was Ma'al Pnei Chavir Barabim. Chazal are telling us that Ma'al Pnei Chavir Barabim is worse than Ritzicha. How could I not cry when such a thing happens? This is Rav Leib Chasun's idea. It's an attitude, an attitude a person has to have to the Chaymer of, of Ya'am Pnei Chavir Barabim, that it should Mamish be be'enav, like Mamish, like a, a in of Ritzicha, Therefore, it's better that a person should give up his life rather than be ma'av pnei chaveir barabim. Just want to end with the shaf of art that one of the Ger Rebbe's, I believe one of the Ger Rebbe's said, B'Shem, his brother, that it says that Yehuda, when he, uh, after the whole story with Yosef, so it says he was demoted. He had been the uh, the leader of, of, of the Shvatim and he got demoted. The Basra says right afterwards that he got married. So the Gerebbe said, one of the, the Gerebbe's brothers said by his chasana, he says, what's the connection? So he says that Yehuda was a melech, he was a melech over the Shvatim. When he got demoted, and he was no longer a melech over the Shvatim, so he said, at least let me get married, at least let me be a chasana who's, who's daimel a melech, and I'll at least be daimel a melech. If I can't be a melech, at least I should be daimel a melech.